Welcome to a brand new episode of the Chiefs Wire podcast. I'm Ed Easton Jr. On today's episode, we flash back to my NFL Combine conversation with Las Vegas Raiders rookies Trey Tucker and Aiden O'Connell. Also, the Chiefs coordinators take a look ahead at this Sunday's matchup against Las Vegas. We also check in on the weekly press conference of Antonio Pierce, the interim head coach of the Raiders. And finally, in honor of Thanksgiving this week, we flash back to last year's conversation with Josh Bowen, the owner of John Brown BBQ. Coach, I know it's a little bit early to ask you about your opponent, but I wonder if you just give a little scouting report about the Raiders. And you guys have been out there enough at that stadium. Any weird things about it or anything you guys have to watch for out there, how it compares to other domes or the field surface or anything? No, I love that stadium. It's, 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 it's awesome. The crowd, I mean, it's just a, it's a, it's a cool place to play. Uh, but besides that, I mean, the, the Raiders are, they're a good football team. Uh, right, right now, you know, we, we do statistics all, all year long and we keep track. They're, they're ranked number one on special teams. So, you know, we, they definitely have our attention. I mean, obviously, I started looking at them a little bit, uh, obviously a little bit last week, but not not really in depth, but really dove into it this morning early. And uh, you know, they're they're a really good unit. They fly around. They got a great returner. Carter is excellent. Uh, the punter is having a year that that is just crazy good. Uh, you know, Cole, he's doing it really really well. Uh, so, you know, it's it's going to be a tough one in a short week. Um, two questions. The drop passes, you guys are among the leaders in the league. What do you, when you guys say you're working on stuff, is it just, you know, doing more um, work on pass and catch? Is it after work with Patrick? Is it using a machine? I mean, when you say work, how are you trying to get these guys so it's second nature? Yeah, it's it's more physical than anything. So these guys, you know, there might be times when, we're in the building um, just getting through a meeting after a walkthrough and you look outside and you see guys on the jugs machines um, getting extra work in. So that's probably the biggest one. And then it would be in between periods. They, they go over with the quarterbacks and they run specific routes that are in the game plan. So, you know, generally speaking, we have several routes that a lot of guys have been doing, um, you know, since OTAs, but then we may have a couple routes that are a little bit more specific to that, that defense. And so we try to work on the timing of those routes with the time permitted in between periods and they stay afterwards as well. So I would say definitely it's more physical. Um, the mental side of it is understanding and, and, and just looking at the, the scheme of where you're going to be at. But physically getting those throws from Patrick uh, is where they get that extra work in between periods. And then, and then those guys on their own, you'll see they're outside more so on the jugs when, when Patrick's not out there. And the Raiders. You know, I think of Max Crosby when I think of their defense. And, of course, he loves to harass Patrick. He's known for getting in his face, and the two have lots of conversations on the field, so to speak. What do you see as the Raiders overall as a defense? And is he the guy that, you know, gets that fire going for them? Without a doubt. I mean, this guy, um, as a defensive player, is is one of the the better ones that, that have played in a long time. I mean, he's relentless. Um, he's, he's just ruthless. I mean, he, he is all over the place all the time. Um, you have to know where he's at and you have to respect that, uh, when, when you have a good football player like that. And when you're on the defensive line and you're as agile, long, lengthy, you have a high motor, you're smart, you're tough, like all that stuff that goes into play is a reason why, you know, he'll be in the mention of, 
um, one of the best defensive players in this game this year and, and for years to come. So a lot of respect for him. And I think, too, to your, your question, is it's a mutual respect as much as some of the trash talking that goes on in the physicality between Patrick and Max. Um, there's a mutual respect for each other. And when you have two really good football players that are competing at the highest level on every single play, I mean, this guy doesn't come off the field. Uh, he's on the field every play, and he's going 120 miles an hour on every play. you got to know where he's at. And we have to do our best job of making sure that we don't allow him to make a game-changing play. Um, he's going to make plays. That's what he does. But we have to make sure we don't let him make a game-changing play. How different are the Raiders after a coaching change? Well, uh, listen, that's probably well documented that Antonio Pierce is a favorite of mine. I was fortunate enough to coach him in New York. I think he's doing a terrific job. I mean, I was just talking with uh, somebody here recently. The, the energy in that team seems to have changed. I mean, uh, he I know what he's all about. Uh, I know how he coaches. I kind of know what he thinks. And he'll energize the team. He's done it. He's done it both with them offensively and defensively. I think they're playing at a high level. I mean, look at they they played Miami two days ago. And we know they're a real good football team. And they gave them all they could handle. So I think he's made a tremendous impact. When I spoke with him last week, I told him I was always pulling for him except for two games. And this will be one of them. So he he doesn't have me on his side for this particular game. We'll ask to Todd Lebo. Go ahead, Todd. Coach, I want to ask you something about Antonio, then it's something else after that. Sure. When when did you see something in him that you thought this is someone who, who could be a head coach? Yeah, I'll tell you what. Um, I, it goes all the way back to when I when I coached him. He was a – I, in my opinion, he was another coach on the field. He was our Mike linebacker, a lot like Nick, you know, sees the game, big picture, sees little things that, you know, other guys, it goes unnoticed. They study the game differently. He always did. He was a grinder of tape. And then when he got done playing, you know, and we spoke, I thought he, he wasn't sure if he wanted to do it. I said, well, go coach high school football for a little while. And, you know, he did that. You guys know he was a head coach out there at Long Beach for five years and did a terrific job. And then, I had him for one year in New York in 2017. He was kind of behind the scenes, but he was always great at grinding tape. And he has a unique way of, um, he can communicate with anybody. He could be in a black tie affair and do great, or he could be on the street somewhere. <laughs> he just has a great way of, um, great in relationships with people in all places. And he, he can connect people together. He's doing that now out there with the Raiders. I'd be lying if I said it was always confidence. Um, I, I was kind of, I joke, I was probably just a little too stupid to look around and assess the situation. Because if I was a little smarter, I probably would look around and say, hey, I'm, I'm not going to play here, I should move on. But, you know, I, I just loved, I got to the point where I, I loved being at Purdue off the field. Um, I had great people that, that poured into my life and supported me. And so, uh, it, I'm not going to say never, but for most of the time, it didn't feel like a job. It didn't feel like a burden. I love to do the extra work. Uh, obviously, the resources we had were great, so it, it was a great opportunity. Hey, what were your thoughts on um, George Karloff's, uh rookie season? Yeah, I love George. Um, great friend and just a great guy. Super hard worker. He's, uh, he was a professional about his craft in college, and so super proud that he got an opportunity and made the most of it. And yeah, he's, he's one for one, one season, one Super Bowl. So I'm expecting a lot more from him. I uh, hope to talk to him soon. It's, it's been a while. Uh, did you recently link him up with your trainer? 
as well? Again. Well, did you guys um, recently link up with a trainer together? Uh, last off season, I yeah, I was uh, training with a guy and um, he trains guys in Kansas City, so I, I yeah, got him in touch with him. And he's been a hundred percent confidence. I was just thinking about that the other day. Like, you know, my, I don't call him sauce, but my gardeners, that's like one of my best friends, honestly. Um, we compete in everything, and uh, whatever the drill was, me and him would be called the first ones out there. So just seeing how he, you know, is a defense rookie of the year, um, and, and Brian Cook, I actually went against him a lot because of safety. Just seeing him being a, he has a Super Bowl. I mean, I was just running against him last year competitively in sprints, and now he has a Super Bowl. So um, it, it brings utmost confidence to me knowing that the guys we had in Cincinnati were really, really good, and the program we had was really, really good, and um, I know I can go in the NFL and excel. Did you also? So, yeah. Trey. Hey, Trey. Um, I am not sure. I, 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 I couldn't tell you if I did or not. Trey, have you spoken to Brian since the Super Bowl, like just in going through this whole process, like just getting some ideas from him? Um, I congratulated him, but um, I plan to after this. I know he'll be in Cincinnati soon. Um, but, yeah, that's actually one of my guys as well. Because, like I said, we uh, we went against each other a lot, literally. Um, and he's probably one of the most competitive guys I know, and that's how I am myself. So uh, I can tell you it was heated and uh, a lot of competitiveness. Trey, while you're at Cincinnati, Thanksgiving, obviously the schedule changes a little bit. How you've been seen as a coach and as a player, um, how do you kind of handle this, this type of week? Uh, we know it's going to happen. We embrace it. Uh, when we're here working, let's work. And when we're eating that turkey and ham with our family, let's enjoy that turkey and ham. I know, uh, you know a lot of times people talk about routine being so important to athletes. Um, you guys are changing that up, obviously, for Thanksgiving this week. Is that really a big deal, like a routine or knowing what day is what? No, if you've followed me the last three weeks, we've changed our routine every every week. So we're comfortable being uncomfortable, and that's on purpose to have these kind of uh, situations that's coming up. There's going to be one in a couple of weeks that's going to come up again where we're going to have to adapt and change and adjust to what's going on. So just don't blink. Our guys have done a good job of that. Um, you know, we just take whatever day is given to us and take them and make the most out of it. What, what have you seen overall defensively the last few weeks that have been improved and what you've liked this kind of an overall schematically thing? Yeah, the mindset. The mindset's there. You know, you got, you know, we talked about the energy with Max Crosby and the intensity of spill. But what you're seeing now is 11 guys just hungry, flying to the ball, everybody being very uh, eager to make a play, to contribute, to do their job. You know, nobody's going out of the box. You know, we're doing everything in our wheelhouse. And I think PG's calling a great game. You know, allowing our guys to be comfortable to start a game. And then as we get... Uh, of kind of a flow of the game, then, you know, we bring out our bag of tricks. But I think overall, you know, between the coaches and the players, what you see is guys really trusting what we're calling, believing what we're calling, and executing. When you and uh, Champ were introduced as the interim GM and head coach, you guys talked about culture and what that looks like. So <laughs> what does a winning culture on the professional level look like to you? Yeah, win, lose, or draw, the product that you see on the field is, is that of something to say, okay, well, they might have came up short. Like the other day, we ran out of time. That's how I told our players today. We ran out of time. And uh, like I said, you know, regardless of what the score is, the way we play, our intention of how we play, the execution of our play, the mindset of our team, that, that's what I'm looking for. And I think we've done that, win, lose, or draw. Uh, obviously, we, we were short last week, but then, you know, it's a new week and we're at home and we're excited. I feel like it is trending in that direction, what you're looking for, though. Yeah, I think the team has been the same, win, lose, or draw. Like, they're not blinking. they got the same attitude, the mindset. We're talking the same. We're not getting frustrated. We're not pointing fingers. Uh, you hear team, you see we, you hear we, you hear us. You know, and I think that's the key part about it.
Tony, as a former player, how real is a rivalry week when you're going up against a rival like the Chiefs? And, and granted, the Chiefs have won five of the last six since the team moved here to Vegas. But yep. as a player, how much emotion goes into that week? Well, a lot. I mean, they know us. They're on a short week. I mean, they probably don't have the game plan against us. They know us, you know, like the back of their hand. Uh, and the same here. You know, obviously, a lot of respect for what Andy has done there, Spagnola, Patrick Mahomes, Kelsey, Chris Jones, they mom. I mean, they got all pros across the board. You know, it's a challenge. Uh, the rivalry, this has been a team that's obviously won Super Bowls and they're a championship caliber team. They've dominated the division since Patrick Mahomes has taken over. And it's our job to, you know, go out there and give us the best fight. But, you know, give them their flowers. They're the defending Super Bowl champions. And regardless of what happened last night, we expect the best from them. Coach, four out of your next six games are uh, in the division. I'm curious to how that changes things for you, if it changes things at all, when you're playing divisional opponents. Yeah, in our division, then three, of, three out of four at home, correct? Uh, I'm going to start there. Like, having a home field advantage for us is huge. Well, we've gotten the, the last two home games against the Giants and Jets. That has also energized our team. So I'm calling on Raider Nation, our fan base, our alumni to show up and show out, bring that energy, bring that passion. Um, watch these guys play hard, give the effort, execute at a high level, and play with intention to win every game at home. You know, Legion Stadium has to be ours. That black hole has to be real. And when we make that a conscious effort and a mindset uh, and the fans do the same, it's a hell of a place to play at. So we're fortunate enough that three out of four are going to be at our place. Great opportunity for us in our division with a team that we know very well and we're excited. Coach, how, uh, how did you think the process went of uh, challenging a play uh, on Sunday and winning that challenge? What does it mean to you to kind of get that out of the way, get that process down the way? The win one was felt real good. I, I felt good. I put it in my back pocket, was ready to throw it again. But, uh, no, nah, um, really good job by our people upstairs uh, on it right away. Um, I was ready. I was right by the ref. And, you know, we have our process of how, it, how we operate. And uh, from the field level, you know, it always looks one way or the other. I thought I had a good view on it and it had a beat on it. But, obviously, upstairs had a really good beat on it. And we threw it. I mean, it's one of those deals that, you know, changed the game at the time, right? It gave us three points. Um, the more opportunities we can get like that to win possessions, to challenge flags, I think it just energizes everybody. So, yeah, it is one play, and I'm glad that I finally won one. How was your form on the throw? A lot of coaches on the throw it, yeah. uh, drop it. What did, what did you feel? Well, the first one I threw the other day wasn't good. The first game, that wasn't good. This one was, you know, nice. I had a nice easy toss, you know, like a little cornhole, you know. It was fun. Patrick Graham, um, the consistency in his yeah. play calling, has he remained consistent? I mean, just talk about his overall yeah, yes. I mean, you know, Patrick comes from a, a system in the background where you're very multiple and do a lot of things. And at the end of the day, you got to adapt to your players and your team and what you can do well. And we've done that now in a year and a half. And I think what you saw, what you've now witnessed over the last month or so, and I really say the whole season, we've had some bad games and some moments here. But overall, guys have really um, done a good job of listening to what Pat is asking. What's the must? How do we win? Who are we trying to take away? What are we trying to execute? And then what is my job? And I think he's really simplified that for a lot of our players and allowed them to play faster. So, if, if NWA is up here, oh, where's Taylor Swift? I don't know. I'll see if she's on the playlist today. <laughs> This is we're talking about the Chiefs, which I love nearly. Oh, yeah, they basically saved my business in New York City, too. Like, that all happened. We had two restaurants at the time, and basically, that, you know, the 
Super Bowl, the the run there was like, you know, I mean, by far the busiest days we've ever had. And that happened two weeks before everything went to hell. And we actually got to kind of like send our staff home with their full pay and like even a little bit extra for those who couldn't get their full pay or, you know, don't have the safety net as we could maybe call it, you know, like that, you know, Americans would have when that happened. But so like, yeah, basically he, he left us kind of like, I mean, he saved us because I mean, I know other people like, you know, they just talk to their employees for six months and try to pay them a nickel at a time because you know, nobody thought they were going to be closed down and stop making money. But, but yeah, man, Patrick Mahomes saved my restaurant. <laughs> like, wow. So if I didn't love the guy anymore, you know, <laughs> if I didn't like have already deified him in my mind, even before, you know, the pandemic, it's like, yeah, I mean, and he's like the greatest guy on earth, dude. I mean, like, mm-hmm. Meredith, well, sweetheart, like, you know, all the guy does is play bad. Talk about sports, probably. You know? <laughs> like, so, yeah, man, it's good to be a Chiefs fan, man. Like, it makes me feel warm and fuzzy, you know, like, even when we, like, lose a big playoff game or something, it's like, he's still the greatest. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's the bestest. I mean, like, you, even when the Chiefs lose, you still get five Mahomes highlights. Like, what the f- was that you know like he's like the first and one quarterback you know just like oh like every every other play is just like some people are like i can't believe this is even happening but we deserve it we're chiefs fans you know our last draft pick was todd blackledge so (laughs) (laughs) this is well earned you know we've never drafted a good quarterback ever until patrick Mahomes. like as a franchise, Lynn Dawson was a cast off from six years of being like a backup for the Steelers or something. Like, mm-hmm. so this is the only quarterback that, I mean, he is Kansas City. I even read things about like how Kansas City has almost been rejuvenated by the guy, like the city itself. I want to take the time to thank everybody for tuning in to today's episode. Please follow us on X at The Chiefs Wire for your latest updates on news and everything going on with the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm Ed Easton Jr. Until next time.